And welcome back to the program, everyone. We are here with a brand new guest here on the program. We're very honored to have a lady by the name of Stephanie Cameron, who is a registered nurse and also the CEO of a company called Trans- Transitions Care Management. Um, and Stephanie, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's good to be here. I am so glad you're here. And, you know, I talk not only on the air a lot about a care manager, but even in my new book, I the first thing I tell people is before you do anything with your parent, if your parent's in the hospital, if you're, if you're starting to see signs where it's time to make some changes or get some help for your parent, hire a care manager. And I'm so glad you're here because a lot of people out there don't know what a care manager does. So um, I'm glad we're going to have talk about that today. Yeah, I am too. And, and I agree. I hear often people, people ask you know, what What does a care manager mean? Because it presents itself in many, many ways in our community and in different skill levels. Right. It does. And so, so in a nutshell, um, we know, uh, you know, what is the, just give us a de- definition of a care manager. Well, a definition of a care manager that I feel is um, one that you would benefit most from is one with the appropriate education uh, skills and support that, mm-hmm. that can provide those care management services. So typically care managers are nurses or social workers. Um, they So they do have that educational background. Um, there is the Aging Life Care Association, which is um, kind of the... Uh, it's a governing body and kind of the gold right. standard right. for care managers. Right. Um, and right. so a care manager is one that can um, help uh, an older adult navigate their way through the process of Absolutely. aging, especially when complications arise. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think one of the things, your name, Transitions Care Management, it's really about whenever a family is in transition, I, I think is the first call you should make is to a care manager mm-hmm. because um, I know for my life when I was taking care of my mom, um, I didn't know a care manager existed. And I made a lot of bad decisions because I didn't have all the facts. I wasn't well connected in all the resources available to me. <clears throat> and I probably was penny wise and pound foolish because I didn't get the right care for her up front. It made it harder on her because she had to move more often because I didn't move her into the right community mm-hmm. for her needs, et cetera. And I think if there's one thing I would do different, huge in my journey of taking care of my mom is a care manager would have eliminated so much, not only stress on me, but most importantly, stress on my mom. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so as care managers, we're, we're not just looking at the situation where it is today. We're looking at where it's going to be tomorrow and the mm-hmm. next day and a year from now, not only for the client, but for the family. Right. Um, you know, we provide support, um, as I said, not, you know, for the, for the family as well. And, you know, you mentioned something um, very important to you as far as you, you providing that role for your mom. You also have the emotional aspect in yes. there because it's your mom. And it's hard to make some of those decisions. It can be hard for mom to accept some of those decisions coming Amen. from the daughter. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. How many of us have uh, heard that? It's like, it's like, don't tell me what to do. I'm just fine. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, where we, whereas we come in as a care manager and we ask, you know, hey, will you go ahead and do this? And they say yes. And of the course. daughter's standing there with a the, with the jaw dropping. Saying, well, and here you are. For a year. Here you are, Stephanie, a, a registered nurse. And, um, you know, you have that special background to be able to look at a care plan or look at, you know, any sort of documentation that might be uh, maybe a release from the hospital and where maybe a social worker might say, well, you know, we really need to determine assisted living. One of the things that's really interesting about what you do is, though, is because you're a certified aging in place specialist, there's a lot of ways, I think, that can, you know, you can still get home care maybe in the house, you know, in where they live, and they can stay at home longer, which is amazing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there's it, Being a certified aging uh, in-place specialist allows me to go in and to do that home assessment and mm-hmm. see what modifications um, can be put in place in an, in an aesthetically pleasing way, too. It doesn't have yes. to look like a nursing home or hospital You would room. never know right. in many cases, and, which is... And, so great. Right. And the goal is to recommend these modifications that not only care for the person now, but take their, uh, you know, current health conditions right. and, and where those conditions are going um, mm-hmm. and, and provide those adaptive needs for them uh, that they grow with them. You know, and that's so important um, because just because, I mean, I'm in my early 60s and I think about, you know, the next home that I move to better be a house that um, I can age appropriately, and even if in my 60s. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that are in my age group right now that may be taking care of parents, that we're looking at maybe moving our parents in with us um, in our own homes. We might be looking at downsizing ourselves. You know, our kids are all grown up, and you're looking at this great big huge house going, what do I need this all this maintenance and all this things for, right. but there's something to do with understanding, you know, where you're going to be for 10, you know, 10 years from now. Yep. And is this house going to, going to be there for you and, and, you know, serve you. And somebody like you that is a CAP certification can go in and survey a home. You know, maybe there's a few little tweaks before you move in that will make all the difference in the world, you know, for yep. your new residents. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me some of the things that you look for. Like when you're, when you work with a client, um, what are some of the things that you look for? Um, uh, in what respect? In the, in the just house? Like, just in like the environment? The, yeah. As far as the patient, if somebody's mm-hmm. going to come see you, it's like, what are the, what is the, what are the ways that you assess Oh, um, sure. Clients. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I really look at a very, very broad picture with a lot of details. Uh-huh. Um, so when it comes to the physical environment, I'm looking at the house. I'm looking at the yard. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at proximity to services um, and access to services. For the individual themselves, I'm requesting their medical records from all of their providers. So I get a mm-hmm. really good idea of their health care picture all around where they are. Wonderful. Are they receiving appropriate care? Are they following the instructions and guidelines from the care that yes, they're getting. Yes, absolutely. Um, are they taking their medications appropriately? Mm-hmm. Um, are they drinking water? Are they eating appropriately? Right. Are they socially isolated? So we're really, and we're looking at family dynamics. Um, how many children are participating in care? Do they Big live time. close? Do they live far away? Mm-hmm. Do they have healthy relationships? So yeah. um, really, it's it's so, so much that we look at to bring together the full picture and provide a plan. So we 
are talking to Stephanie Cameron, who is a registered nurse and the CEO of Transitions Care Management here in Greater Puget Sound. And Stephanie, um, before we move on, tell us a little bit about the area that you cover in Greater Puget Sound. What? Yeah, so I cover all of King County. I cover uh, Northern Pierce County and Snohomish County. I also go over to Silverdale, Bremerton. Also, you do go into Kitsap County as well. I do go into Kitsap County. Um, it's It can be a little more costly for our clients going out there, but um, sometimes the need is great enough that they will, will request sure, our services. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And so typically when, you hi- when a client hires you, um, you were saying earlier, and I think it's interesting, it's a little bit more intense. Um, you're more intensely involved up front. Is that correct? When yes. you first wor- start working? Yeah, absolutely. So... Nobody calls us in a moment of um, calmness and lack of need. (laughs) We would love to have people call when they're just preparing for the time that they need us. Wouldn't that be amazing? Right. (laughs) But it always happens in crisis. And so in a crisis, you know, we're responding to family emotions, to um, a medical or psychological crisis. And so um, the first month is usually um, a flurry of activity and getting to know the person and assessing Mm -hmm. all of the things that we talked about a little bit earlier and coming up with a plan to help stabilize this person and the family and the living situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can do that pretty quickly, Mm -hmm. uh, typically. Mm -hmm. And then, then, you know, probably... Uh, once you get that person settled, you probably don't hear much from the family then until there's another change, which we also, you know, know that that's that's kind of the continuing journey, right, of senior care. Right, right. But actually, uh, quite often we stay involved. And, that's um, wonderful. So we, we have, may have that flurry of activity in that first month. Uh-huh. But then after that, we may see that person once every couple of weeks to check in and make sure everything's oh, okay. Oh, wonderful. We'll go to those doctor's appointments to follow up on the crisis that happened. Right. And, and just check in on a regular basis, um, you know, to, to ensure that they're staying stable, to avoid a crisis, because what we want to do is now we want to do crisis prevention rather than crisis Good intervention. Good point. Good point. So you're going to go into that person's house and you're going to see throw rugs on the floor and but they'll probably be very gracious to pull them up for you where don't you ask me to change my house when you're going to talk to the daughter. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and throw rugs are my nemesis. I oh, I you. know. I know. <laughs> Bless their hearts. You know, it's so funny. Um, my mom had, I will never forget this. She used to have this little doily thing over the back of her toilet in her bathroom. And it used to crack me up. It's like, Mom, you know, I think we could get that. It's just too institutional without it when she was in assisted living. I go, Mom, you know, that could fall, you know, slide off. You know, that could be a fall hazard. Uh-huh. And they just don't want to hear anything that we daughters want to say to them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> There's that, that mother-child yeah. emotional aspect. Ex- yeah. Well, and it's also family dynamic because mm-hmm. anything that I might say to my siblings, I'm not credible. Yeah. You are. Yes. Which exactly. is great. Exactly. So you're really a peacemaker in families, aren't you? We can be. Absolutely. We had one situation where... Um, uh, uh, family relationship had become quite fractured between a father, uh, excuse me, a son and a mother. Mm-hmm. And the son lived in another state, and their phone conversations were him uh, being yelled at by his mom and and berating him. And and Aww. she was just dealing with a very very difficult time in her life in a crisis, and he didn't know how to respond. So we were able to come in and encourage her to actually call me. Yeah, and so that's uh, good. And so we we help them kind of get their relationship 
So um, you saved back, the back day. together, which was wonderful. I love those moments. So, Stephanie, how do we reach you? Yes, you can reach me. My telephone number is 206-293-3078 by email, stephanie at transitionscm.com. And that's your uh, website, I bet, too, transitionscm.com? And my website is transitionscaremanagement.com. Oh, it is. Okay. Well, see, I didn't didn't do that right. We just shortened the email to make it a little easier for you. (laughs) And do you have any, like, special... Um, promotions or consultations that you offer people? Yeah, so we do a uh, 15-minute free phone consultation. So we encourage anybody to call. We're also available 24-7. Uh, you probably don't want to call for a consultation at 2 in the morning. But <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> would be client. great. <laughs> uh, we also um, publish a, a newsletter on our website that you can go to every month um, with a range of articles um, from uh, tax tips for family caregivers to addressing common problems with Alzheimer's and memory loss. We have eight years worth of archives on there, over 300 articles. It's Wonderful. Kind of, a, kind of a thank you to our families for being caregivers. Stephanie, thank you so much for being on the program today. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond, I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.